0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Rootless Living podcast in episode number 60. My name is Damien Ross. Besides being the host of this podcast, I'm also the publisher of the Rootless Living magazine. If for some reason you have never seen, read, downloaded the Rootless Living magazine, I would encourage you to go to rootlessliving.com now and grab a free digital subscription that you might get grandfathered in that you'll never have to pay for it. Now, on this episode, I chat with Amy and Matt, the duo behind Carpe Diem Campers, and today you're going to hear from a couple that I think will help a lot of you that might have fears about going full time. But like always before I say too much, let's get into the episode. All right, with that I want to welcome Amy and Matt to the show. How are you guys?
1: We're doing great. Yeah, doing
0: great. Thank you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. So where are you guys in the kind of the neck of the woods right now? Where are you where are you at?
1: Oh, uh, we're in Utah. Um we are in the Sarasota Springs area near Utah Lake, and we have just been um, doing some skiing here the past couple weeks.
2: Nice. On yes. collected Pass, so we've uh, started north and, and working our way south. So we went to uh, Montana, came down Wyoming, and now we're in Utah. We've been around the Salt Lake area for a couple weeks now.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I got the opportunity to play college ball uh, just outside of, like, Provo at Utah Valley. It used to be a junior college when I went, and now it's a university. So it's really cool. It's like I graduated from a university, except I didn't even graduate from the junior college, so I can't really take credit for it. (laughs) But but it looks better on LinkedIn that I went there. Uh, There What do you guys uh, consider yourself? Full-timers, part-timers, some-timers?
1: Yeah, we're full-timers.
0: Nice. And what are you guys traveling in? Uh, Currently, we're in
2: a uh, 26-foot striker. It's a toy hauler. Uh, made by Cruiser RV, um, we kind of just stumbled across this one. We had a thirty-six uh, foot fifth wheel before, and we felt like we wanted to downsize just because we go down a lot of those gnarly, you know, federal or uh not federal. Sorry, I might need to rephrase government. this one. The government roads, you know, forest roads that aren't really well paved, um, and they're harder to get into. So this one has a higher ground clearance. It's a little bit smaller, so we're able to get into some spots that we otherwise wouldn't have been able to get into in our other one. So um, it's been it's been great. It's been a good transition.
0: Well, that's kind of fun because obviously I'm going to assume at some point you had a house. And what I like to do is go back to kind of like before you guys even thought about full-time RV and just tell me about your life, where you're living. Uh, sometimes it is fun to get into kind of the specs. You don't have to tell me financially how much the house cost, but just how big it was. And then we can talk about kind of the downsides that you had to do to go to the fifth wheel originally.
1: Yeah. So, um, We are both from St. Louis, Missouri, uh, born and raised there, and I was a PE teacher, PE and health teacher there for nine years, and um, Matt was an insurance underwriter um, there, and we lived in our historic, now just turned 100 years old, our our house, which um, we can talk about, but we rent that out. Um, it's about 1800 square feet and, uh, we did a lot of renovations to the house. So it was like really difficult for me at first to, to make this transition because we spent so much time and money and like, was, we were just in love with the house, but, um, ultimately we, we made this decision to go on the road.
0: Yeah, I think that's gotta be hard. I haven't had a lot of people on that still have the home and, you know, rent it out or, um, I I guess, you know, long-term rented or Airbnb, you know, at Mm -hmm. first I was like, "Ah, that'd be tough to do both. But, you know, especially everything that went down in 2020, you know, the idea of having a homestead, if you ever needed to, sounds great. Uh, I don't know what the income is like, if there is income for you guys, or if it's just basically kind of breaking even, but really at the end of the day, real estate really always, you know, kind of appreciates. So that's a good thing. Um, Where did the idea come from? You know, I mean, obviously you guys are both really kind of grounded in your area, being born and raised there, where did the idea come from to uh, hit the road?
2: Yeah. So, um, I don't know. We always, we've always been travelers for sure. Like we love exploring, seeing new places, getting out, hiking, adventuring, all that. Um, and part of me personally wanted to get out West at least for a little bit to experience, you know, maybe just living out there, whether it be one year two years, whatever, um, I always wanted to do that, but we didn't want to give up the house. We weren't sure. So and we stumbled jobs. across a do- yeah, a job, family, all that, all the stuff that ties you in. Right. <laughs> um, but we stumbled across this documentary called minimalism. And uh, that's really honestly what sparked the entire thing. Like it kind of, that was like the initial starter. And then we just started brainstorming ideas after that of like, how how much freedom it would feel like if we lessened our footprint and everything that we have you know i mean all these houses get filled with so much stuff boxes and storage and rooms you don't use and um so it just it, it clicked a conversation with us that kind of grew into this basically uh i guess a long term plan for us yeah
1: um, and we like first we're kind of thinking about i remember my first idea was like New Zealand and trying to figure out how we could go there long term because it was always a place I've I've wanted to go. And then um, I can't remember exactly how we thought about RVing, but we were just kind of like, well, we haven't seen like all of our country and, you know, we know it's amazing and has uh, amazing things to offer. So um, then we started thinking about an RV started looking up podcasts and researching and uh, just learned as much as we could.
0: That's awesome. I feel like it it usually is a really quick kind of like, let's go, let's do this kind of momentum to it. I mean, I I haven't heard really of anyone that's had a lot of years planning it, which is interesting. Did you guys have any RV experience before that at all?
1: Uh, We did not. We spent um, about a year and a half planning and saving um, in order to, to do this. And we both had never been in an RV beforehand. So it's completely yeah. new.
2: And we also knew that we didn't want to like sell the house or anything. So we had to mm-hmm. figure out, you know, a lot of different things as far as how much we could rent it for, who we want to rent it to. Uh, we had to do all that. And we also didn't 100% know if we would love the lifestyle. So we didn't want to invest all in in like a brand new rig or something that would depreciate so quickly when you drive it off the lot. So we pretty much bought I mean at the time I think it was like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. We bought it bottomed out and paid cash so we didn't have any loans or anything. That was like another big part of why it took so long cuz you know we didn't want to go in kind of handcuffed and you know if we didn't like it not have an out if that
0: makes sense. So um
1: But we love it. <laughs> yeah, we love
0: it. <laughs> it's
1: been <laughs> almost 3 years so
0: yeah. I think the only advice I give people, you know, I mean, whether they want to keep a house, not keep a house, um, whether they want to set themselves up, you know, in a situation, if they don't like it, that they can kind of pull the plug is to really think through what they put in storage. And cause I, I recently just had a personal thing when I was moving out, someone was moving into my place and uh, I helped them move stuff out of storage that they had there for about two years while they were living somewhere else. And I literally, I, I honestly think we pulled maybe $500 worth of stuff out of a storage unit. And I'm not talking family heirloom or, you know, things that are really important, but the actual like furniture that they spent probably three grand storing for two years. Oh my gosh! And I was like, yeah. if you just would have sold it all off in the beginning, I mean, found maybe a smaller yeah. place to put the things that really mean a lot to you photos and you know, things of right. that nature. But you know, Ikea furniture, you don't have to store that. It's <laughs> not going to appreciate yeah. it's done. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. It, Luckily it, we, well, we do have some kind of family heirlooms and stuff and, um, luckily we have a part of our house that we can still store some of those things. Um, if we do need for the future. So, and we are uh, renting it out long-term so we've had tenants in there the past three years.
0: Nice. And 1800 square feet and I'll make an assumption that the fifth wheel is maybe somewhere in the three hundred fifty range. What was that like? And how nuts does 1800 square feet kind of feel now?
1: Um, yeah, it, it was, it was an adjustment, especially because Matt is six foot six. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to the club, buddy. Welcome to the club. <laughs>
1: <Nice>. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was an adjustment, but it really, it, it wasn't like a difficult one. Like we were just so excited for the freedom that it gave us that I don't feel like we have missed the space a ton. Um, Matt, well, a lot you of might the spa- have some yeah, yeah,
2: no, <laughs> for sure. Like in a house, a lot of the space honestly goes unused, right? Like if you did a heat map over over top of you and ran through, you know, a couple like a week long day, it's like you're in the kitchen, you're in the living room, you're in the bedroom. And like how much of that other space do you in the bathroom, all that? <laughs> but you really don't need all that room. Um, the biggest thing for me is like I didn't want to feel claustrophobic and I was afraid of that because I am six six and like these things are just not built for, for tall individuals. Like there's no way around it. Like they're not. So it was funny when it came to shopping for one, like, you know, we knew right away what floor plan we kind of wanted. Um, and
1: minimize know, hitting the head.
2: Minimize hitting um, the head yeah, exactly. yeah, but
1: this, our rig we've had now for a year, our toy hauler, we actually, with the help of Matt's carpenter cousin, we raised the doorways so that, it would uh limit the amount of times he he would hit his head. Well, eliminate it really. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, I don't think people uh, understand the struggle, especially the shower. So I'm I'm six i <laughs> I'm as well, but I always okay. I round it to six six, because technically I'm six six point six, but that's a lot of sixes for a name like Damien. <laughs> yeah. So I just round it down. I think in basketball I was like six eight. They always add a couple inches for you. And <laughs> the shower is hysterical because you know, like I can still see over everything when I'm in it. Like it's not. That's the yep. part that makes me laugh. And I've always talked to manufacturers. Can you guys make like a slide up shower? I know you have slide outs. Why right. can't we slide out and have a little more headroom or put a giant? That's a great more... idea. Yeah, honestly. right. I mean, that's the only thing a tall person's gonna think of. Um, but yeah, even the, to the extent of you know, we we got really lucky in our unit. It has like a really big like oval kind of like glass area that's tinted on the outside, so you can't like drone over. Nice try. But it, it does give, a, you know, a little bit more of a headroom, which is nice. But, yeah, it is a struggle when you're tall being in an RV. This
1: one. And the first can, one, I was,
0: yeah. my head was, like, in the little skylight. Like, it was just <laughs> yeah. such a joke. And
2: then now, this one has, like, 8-foot, 6-inch ceilings throughout the whole thing and even in the shower. So, it's, like, it's amazing. It's like, that was a, that the, was a big
0: reason why I pulled yeah. the
2: trigger on this, honestly. Um, from basically the front to the back, it's over 8-foot ceilings. That's um, really awesome. Yeah, we have a yeah. big
0: kitchen area. So the, we have a step up living room, and it's probably six, seven and a half. I probably have like an inch, but it's the sitting area. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just have right. to be careful walking. Same thing with the bedroom. It's probably the same height, but that's the sleeping area. And so mm-hmm. I'm okay. The kitchen, I'm so glad. It's got to be like 10, 12 feet tall. I can't yeah. reach the ceiling standing, which is nice, but I think a lot of tall people have come around and asked questions, and I'm like, no, you can find rigs. Just keep looking. I always tell people, and you know, maybe it's said on the show, the main thing when you're looking at rigs is sit on the toilet. I know it sounds like something someone doesn't want to share, but people buy rigs, and then they get in, especially if they're big guys, and they're like, oh, no, I made a terrible mistake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is never going to work. It's a, Why is it at an angle? Why are my feet in the shower? Yeah, so... <laughs> All right. I, I totally digress. I, I went off on the, <laughs> oh, the bro, God. the bro that understands the pain moment. So um, <laughs> so it sounds like travel has worked out for you guys. What has been your and, and again, I don't really want to, you know, limit it to what we've had to deal with over the last, you know, year. But what's usually a like a normal kind of travel schedule for you guys? I mean, how often are you staying in a place? How often you're moving? How many states have you been to over the time? Just anything you want to share?
1: Um, so we, we like to stay in a place for at least two weeks. Um, that is sometimes the case and sometimes not like with our winter trip that we're doing, we're definitely moving a little more than that just so we can, you know, get to each of the ski resorts and stuff like that. But typically we like to stay somewhere at least two weeks because we feel like we can really get kind of a lay of the land and, and learn and Feel more like I guess in in the culture a little bit or just see the town yeah um and we've traveled all all the way across the country and back (laughs) um we were in uh New England this fall for the first time so that was that was awesome um we were in Maine and kind of went all the way down um and then cut back over to St. Louis to be at home for a little bit and then have made our way back west. We really gravitate to the west, though.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, the west is is really awesome. It's funny. I run into people that, especially California, they'll say something like how much they dislike California. I'm asked, like, hey, what happened when you were there? And they're like, oh, I've never been there. And I'm just like, oh, you really can't dislike a place that you haven't been to. You got to go because you just never know. Um, what's been a place in your travels that really surprised you guys and what you really liked? Um, there's so many,
1: I I mean, most
0: recently
2: the Delaware coast was amazing. We spent like three weeks. We, we -hmm. anticipated spending like a week. And and that's the beautiful thing about this lifestyle is like, once you, I don't know, if you get a taste of a spot and you really love it and enjoy it, you can just stay a little bit longer. Like you just, you know, push some other planes back and it's not it doesn't seem as big of a deal to do as it would, you know, like if you're trying to vacation and extend it or whatever. So Mm -hmm. um, we spent, I think almost that entire month there uh, just exploring the coast of Delaware. And it was just beautiful. A lot of good, good breweries. We like to go check out local eats, you know, obviously this year has been a little bit different. So you're getting everything to go a lot of times. Uh, We like to check out
1: breweries most of the time, but. That's like that's pretty much our entertainment. Like we cook a lot at home. We do a lot of hiking. Uh, we'll visit national parks, and we're with our dogs. Are with us pretty much
0: ninety five percent of the time. Yeah,
1: so we always uh, want to do activities that can include them.
0: That's very cool. Yeah, I don't think people understand kind of the uptick with full timers. You know, when they go into an area, how much money and time they'll spend a lot of times in the community and, you know, I mean, outside of just even the simple like grocery shopping, but actually hitting up restaurants and going to places and I've enjoyed that too. Obviously, I agree that COVID has kind of slowed it down. Now, when you say that you have the freedom of, you know, deciding to stay longer, it it just reminded me when I started the trip, um, I was working for someone else and, and I really had to like schedule my moves on Saturdays. You know, I had to be like out, not working hours, which was really tough. And it's really changed the entire environment now that I work for myself. Just come and go as I want. I don't have to listen, ask, anything like that. What are you guys doing for work on the road? I mean, it seems like it would be hard to be a PE teacher on the road. (laughs) So I'm assuming that you're not doing that anymore. But I mean, I can assume that, Matt, you're still doing what you're doing, but remote. But tell me what you guys are doing. Well, (laughs) that's kind of a funny one.
1: It is pretty funny because I actually. So when we left, um, I quit my job as a PE teacher. Matt was actually um approved, well, at first not approved, so he put in his 2 weeks and then they came back and approved him to work remotely. And again, this was almost 3 years ago, so it's uh, you know, it wasn't um like a normal thing like it is now, but
2: Well, a lot of the concern was like, you know, what if you don't have cell phone service or what if, you know, there was just so many what yeah. ifs as far as like security and, you know, like VPNs and all that. So I laid out a huge email along with my, you know, letter of resignation, basically saying I didn't want to do this. And I thought that they were making a wrong decision that remote, you know, is very Could doable work. in this position. And I guess the email kind of worked cause they approved me. And so for the first two years on the road, I was working um, as an insurance underwriter remotely. And then, um, I was actually laid off in January. Um,
1: of last, of last year. year so a so. lot's changed. A lot and then changed. So the first couple of years I was not working. Um, and, but now we've kind of switched roles. <laughs> so I, um, I got, I actually am a PE teacher again, but online. So um, I started that in September and it's, it's been really awesome and quite an adjustment to virtual learning and teaching PE, but um, you know, it's very different, but I'm really loving it. And, um, yeah.
2: and luckily we have some, some um, passive income with the yeah. house and we have yeah. another actual rental property out of St. Louis as well that helps mm-hmm. us. And then uh, we've always kind of loved like the little bit of a side hustle type thing. So I've been, I sell on eBay uh, as well. And that's been actually pretty good this year, probably because a lot of people are just shopping online. Right. No, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, we've made do you know it's uh, yeah <laughs> it's it's been fine all things considered yeah
0: do you think you could have made do with a bricks and sticks though do you think or you would have had to gone out and find another job immediately I always wonder that sometimes when people uh, mm-hmm. if this kind of transition happens while or you're out full-time I mean
1: because we also wouldn't have the rental income right exactly. so um I think we could make it but it would definitely be a lot more difficult yeah with the you know paint we have the mortgage paid for now you know right
0: yeah i lost a job in 2014 and it 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 really had me spinning like i was you know i was in california i was check to check basically Uh, i was raising four kids well two were still living with me full time and but 2018 the same kind of thing happened it was like a weird little just like speed bump you know it wasn't the same like because my overhead, I can control it more. I know that sounds weird. I mean, I can't control you know, the RV payment, and the truck payment, but I can control campgrounds and gas and how much we drive and the things that are variables. I can right. slow those way down where I can't tell my gas company, hey, can you slow up on the gas for a little while? You know, yeah. I can't pay the bill right now. That doesn't work out. So
1: I always, yeah.
0: when I run into people that they've had like a career change, especially one that they didn't plan, um, I always like to find out what that kind of hiccup and it sounds like it you guys rolled through it really smooth which is great it's it's hard out there for people so I'm, I'm excited right, to hear yeah. that the lifestyle allows kind of that smooth transition in a way
1: yeah, Our yeah expenses got really are,
0: lucky honestly yeah. too because you got the job right at the right time like it was
1: getting mm-hmm. to a
2: point where we're like um <laughs> yeah we're getting a little nervous right now and then
1: yeah so I mean having emergency fund is is always um a good thing and something we relied on for a little bit but yeah, our expenses are definitely less than when we were at home, and like you said, yeah, more, more controllable, so um, yeah, we're, we're lucky in that aspect.
0: Yeah, I could never get ahead. I really couldn't, and I, you know, I, I felt as an adult with kids, and I just was like, you know, I mean, I, the, the thought process was, you're a loser. Like that's literally how my thought process was, and it's weird that I've gotten out on this lifestyle, and I've gotten way, way ahead. You know, and I'm able to do things for my kids that I was never able to do that. I just, I, I kick myself that I didn't do it earlier and yeah. at least for a year or two, because I would have came back so much more financially stronger and just even, I, I think obviously, you know, I want to kind of feed into this, but I want to hear from you guys. It had such a direct, major, major change with me in regards to things. And I just wondering what it's been like that for you guys in this lifestyle in regards to stuff. Like, I mean, you started with Matt, that we cram things in rooms that we, and we have rooms we don't even use. And it's weird that I just don't have that thought process at all anymore. I would never have a house with a room I didn't use. It's so freeing and rewarding though.
2: It's like once you, once it kind of clicks for you, it's just like, I don't know, like the possibilities are endless. And the thing is it just opens up so many new doorways and opportunities that you never thought you would ever see. And that's the best part about it. If you have that mentality that you just love, you know, new experiences and, you know, um, I don't know, just not overly routine based and being bogged down weighted down Mm -hmm. a lot of times people don't even realize you know that they don't see that room for nine months and then they go in they're like oh my god i didn't even know all this stuff was still in here it's like
1: oh yeah we had that in our (laughs) basement like but it's yeah it really is like matt said is freeing like it's amazing like the little decisions that you make every day because of your stuff like um I don't know, something as simple as, okay, we have one spatula, like at mm. home, we had like 12, like, mm. <laughs> I don't know, it's just the little things that have, have made a big difference. But, you, in, but like in now moving down.
2: forward, ever since this lifestyle, it's like you really do look at everything with a different lens. And you're just like, uh, we don't, that's just more of a want than a need, you know, like I need this, or, you know, we don't need, as Amy said, like three of this, it's just like you just... You simplify and it just,
0: it's you, really feel, nice. you, yeah, it's you feel, yeah, you feel lighter. You
2: just, it's just, yeah. it, it's very rewarding.
0: Yeah. It is different when it takes, I don't know, 25 minutes to clean the house, you know, before mm-hmm. you have to hit the road where I remember yep. weekends to clean the house. Oh my
1: gosh. Yes. Know, I see I hated cleaning boy, my boy. bathroom. It was beautiful, <laughs> right. but it was, you know, it, it was an hour to, at least to clean. Yeah.
0: You no, get so much time back, <laughs> right? The time suck on that stuff was—you just yeah. don't realize until you get out of it. And I like bringing it up in the show that, especially yard work. I mean, unless it's therapy, uh, uh, Yeah. if it's therapy for yeah. you, I get it. But like, I sure. miss—I miss watering the grass. Don't get me wrong; I don't know why I miss going outside <laughs> and just having my headphones on and you know keeping my grass green. But besides that, I have no—I have—I don't miss yard work at all. Like it nope. doesn't come up at all. No.
1: I got a whole
0: whole day back of the week because of
1: that,
2: at least, you know, in
1: the the summers
2: in St. Louis when it's over a hundred degrees, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice looking at it when it's all done, but like the act of doing it and spending half of your Sunday or whatever it is, you know, that's one of your days off that, you know, all that time chews into the reset time that you want. And I don't miss it for not even a second. And
1: another thing we don't miss is traffic. (laughs) We each, I mean, we each had like,
2: 45. Yeah. 40,
1: 45 to an hour minute, um, commutes, which I know some, some people have more than that, but you just, the time that you get back. And I'm sure a lot of people are experiencing that now with COVID and working from home. They're like, Oh my gosh, it's amazing. I don't have to sit in traffic for hours. I get those two hours back in my day.
0: Yeah. The only thing I went from a job that had an hour and a half one way commute. So three hours a day I was spent driving Wow. Uh, from Orange County to Torrance. But I will say this, um, the commute back, by the time I got home, I was out of work mode because that hour and a half took so long mm-hmm. that I actually like when I'm done with like rootless living stuff, I do this like little 30 minute commute, like where I literally just like go outside because otherwise you're just, you can't turn it off. And I mm-hmm. noticed that the commute kind of turned that off. And I hope new people that are to remote work that find a way to turn it off because otherwise it just transitions into the into the evening and stuff like that but yeah three hours a day are you kidding it was such a waste and my job was there's no reason that I couldn't do my job from home even when I had it like it was they just want to micromanage which is weird
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: so it sounds like work's going good for you guys obviously um that's always really good to hear because you know I mean and I want to encourage people with that because I think people do think well, okay what if I'm out there and I lose my job I've lost my job Matt's lost his okay. job and we're still rocking and rolling. So it's not, you know, it, it, it's not a big difference in RVing as, you know, bricks and sticks. I think people don't like, oh, I can't get a house. What if I lose my job? It's like, get the house, get the apartment. It's the same thing. So it's kind of cool yeah. that you've had to, I mean, it's not cool you had to experience that. I hope that didn't come out like that. It's cool, dude. You got fired, bro. I'm stoked <laughs> for you. Okay, I, did not, no. I didn't take it that way at all. Right, okay. I mean, it's, just like, it's
2: just like you could sometimes you hit red lights, yellow lights, and, you know, it's just, it's temporary. it will eventually go it'll go green again. So it's like, as long as we can hold on, you know, we'll be all right. Without a doubt. Without a doubt.
0: Now you mentioned a little bit about breweries. I like the transition into explore. So when you're not traveling, when you're not working, um, it sounds like breweries is definitely one of them. And maybe we can talk a little bit about that. But what are other things you guys like to do when you're not working and traveling?
1: We do a lot of hiking. We visit national parks a lot. Um,
2: a lot of paddle boarding. This yeah. New, we've picked up that we've
1: paddle boarding. We've done some kayaking um, and just anything outdoors really. Like we just love, we love boondocking. We we try to do that as, as much as possible. So like where we are right now we're boondocking and we have an amazing view of the mountains mm-hmm. and the lake. And so we're just outside a lot and playing frisbee we'll, with the dogs and or
0: disc golf. we'll try to find yeah, any reason to get disc out
1: golf we know, like to with the dogs but was yeah. that the
0: same in st louis were you guys hiking and going to parks and paddleboarding when you were living in a bricks and sticks no
2: not really <laughs> it was yeah. just honestly a lot of times it was hard to find the time yep
1: <laughs> yeah and uh, there weren't like a ton of hikes near us i mean, I there, mean we lived in the city out there.
2: yeah we were in the city there's definitely things to do out there but it, Yeah. I just feel like you're um,
1: a drive. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Just there just seems to be so much more time, you know, touching back on what we just did. Um, Whereas like before you would feel like you have about maybe one day over the weekend or, you know, in the evenings or stuff like that. It just felt like everything felt rushed. Yes. Which didn't make the experience of doing something, at least for me, I'm that way. I don't know why, but it's just like if it's planned and it's like, and it feels forced it's not as enjoyable even if right. it is a hike but like when it's spot when it's spontaneous or when you just feel you know like you have more time it's way more enjoyable to slow down that thought process but just being like oh my god i only have five hours left in the day and tomorrow's sunday then i gotta get my mind ready for work the next day or whatever it just it uh it definitely has an impact i think on you know
1: mm-hmm.
2: your weekend plans when you're in um sticks and bricks.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like there's a book in me that I really want to write. And one of the things I want to talk about is, you know, the scam of Monday through Friday and how I really feel like, you know, originally, you know, um, like in the fifties and even sixties, you know, it was one parent that was working. It was really manageable for kids and parents to have time where, you know, there was real kind of roles and it did matter if it was a stay-at-home dad or a stay-at-home mom. I'm not talking about those kind of roles, but just the You know, you don't have to do grocery shopping over the weekend. You don't have to do all these errands over the weekend. Someone else kind of did them during the week. And now because we don't have that anymore, there's usually two people working. I always feel like there's no reason it can't be Monday to Thursday. There's no reason that we or really anyone has to work on a Friday. You know, even kids in school. I don't even think kids have to go to school five days a week. I don't know who invented it, but it's kind of like the old... Thing where it talks about, you know, here's grandma's recipe and the ham's cut in half, and you finally investigate it and you found out great grandma had a really small oven, that's why she cut the ham in half. And it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with today. I feel that way about a lot of the things that we do. I mean, it might have made sense because at one point, I think they were working seven days a week, there was no time off,
1: and they mm-hmm. came in with
0: regulations that okay, you know, I think Ford was one of the first. Said, okay, okay, we'll just do Monday through Friday, you know, eight hours a day. How's that? You guys happy? Okay, great. And it doesn't need to be that. And then if it was Fridays off, then what? How many Mondays do we get off a year? Three or four? And there's three or four four four-day weekends? How many more vacations would families take? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how much more
1: productive would people be, you know? Yeah,
0: that's another, yeah. Yeah, we're hiring right now. And and I am always talking about how, even if I got to the point where I was hiring full-time people, I would only want them working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I think you can get enough work done in those three days and then have four days off. And you're going to be such a better employee. I mean, if you want to work over the four, you know, because it's really about get your work done. If you can't get your work done in three days, then fine, you have to work four. But I just think there's something there that, you know, it's just, it, it just baffles me now in a way that it didn't three years ago, that it just doesn't yeah. make sense that we're all in this rat race for really kind of nothing. I mean, some of us are kind of getting out of it, but there's still so many of us that are in it.
1: Yeah, we yeah. totally agree with that.
0: hundred percent. We were, I mean, we were just discussing that last night. Yeah. Well, it's one of the things too. I talk about even like post office employees. I'm like, there's no reason we have to have mail delivered six days a week in 2021 <laughs> because you're not sending me money in the mail anymore. That was the only thing I re- nobody's like, I got to get this bill. Where's my bill? I got to go pick it up. I got to get something else I need to pay. And I've never understood that. That's a job that could go to four days a week for sure. And then you could have some sort of extra service if you had to get something to someone else on a certain day. I don't know. I digress. I'm going on a whole <laughs> rabbit hole in this thing. I am passionate about it for sure so um well that's cool that you guys have gotten more active i do run into that and that's why i asked especially in my own life and in others and especially people that had any type of commute um i've interviewed people that talked about how they've you know paddle boards and kayaks but by the time they get home and load it onto their vehicle and then head out to the place where they can paddleboard a kayak they give up in the process but when you're paddling kayak is eight feet from your rig and all you have to do is you know clock out and walk outside and you go and you yeah. do that stuff so much more like you guys are boondocking hiking when you're boondocking is so easy you know because you're yeah. just you're parked on a hike
1: yep exactly
0: very cool um we went through this pretty quick so i don't want to do is i do want to go back to um something i talked about a little and you guys were like you know which ones we need to pick i'll give you an example that uh west virginia i would say was a sticker state for me you know with this idea of you know putting all 48 stickers on my rig I was really blown away how much I enjoyed the area. Like it really, it kind of spoke to me. And I don't know why, maybe because everyone sounds like Zig Ziglar and, you know, kids are working all the fast food restaurants and bus boy jobs you just don't see anymore. Um, It was just really different for me. Has there been an area that, you know, I mean, I understand that the coast of Delaware really stood out, but has there been another area that you just were like, or small town or something that you just didn't expect to kind of speak to you the way it did?
1: Yes, um, we definitely uh, love the Oregon coast. Um, we're, we've, we've spent probably probably five-ish months out of our three years there. Um, and we especially love Astoria, um, which is like the northernmost point of Oregon um
0: that's Goonies right Is that where Goonies yeah, are? It, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: it is it is <laughs> and so I don't know there's just something that that we loved about the town that spoke to us and it's just kind of like this old fisher town and um right on the the massive Columbia it's like a little
2: mini San Francisco vibe we always mm-hmm. joke that like the Lewis and Clark expedition, you know, the whole thing kind of like started from St. Louis, our hometown that ends out there. It's like, maybe that's why we're tied to this yeah. place. You know, it's like, funny. I don't know. It's completely a joke, but, uh, we just, I don't know. We loved it. And, and the atmosphere and the vibe and the people there and all the little coastal towns from going all the way down the coast from Astoria to yeah. Brookings, pretty much. You're going to plot along some of the coolest little towns.
1: Yeah. And um, we've found, we love the little towns just all over. Um, you know, less
2: options. (laughs) It's like that. It just makes decision-making easier. It's like, you don't need 15 grocery stores. There's like one or two or three. And you know, it's just uh, that also to me, just the
1: community is just tight knit and cute. And I don't know, it's just something we hadn't really experienced before being from St. Louis.
0: Yeah. Being in Los Angeles, when I'm in these towns that are like, just really shut down on a Sunday, Um, I really like that. Or, you know, again, it goes back to that whole, you know, working seven days a week where it's like, man, now they're forced to be with family and friends and do things because there's nowhere to go. And I like that too. I mean, I'm in, I'm in St. Paul, Oregon right now, which is, I think a population of like 450. And then they have a huge rodeo every year where like 20,000 people come. Nice, But it's so so weird. My, my like football squad, all levels was more than 450 kids. And it's a town. It's so weird to me sometimes. You know, when I, yeah, I mean, St. Louis is a big city too. Don't get me wrong. So, you guys probably go through a lot of that as well when you end up in a really small town. That it's just, I I like it too. I really enjoy it. I don't think I can really, I don't need to live in a big city again. I'm okay with one supermarket. You know, yeah, I agree.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I could not agree more
0: let's transition to what I like to do is called the high low. Um, every once in a while I'll bring up why I do this. Um, so I would sit at my table with my kids ages two to 12. Uh, not that you guys are my kids, but you'll get the point in a second. And I would say, you know, Hey, tell me a high you had today and a low you had today. And it just helped the kids realize that no matter their age or what they're doing in life, that they're all dealing with some sort of high and low. We as full-time RVers, our Instagram is usually full of highs. And I think people sometimes think like something low can't happen. And, I, I've got a couple of rules. It can't be a flat tire. can't be bad internet service. Uh, and it can't be COVID related. But what's been a low that maybe you didn't expect? Um, and it can't be you hitting your head, Matt. And what's been yeah. a low that you just didn't expect in this lifestyle that uh, you guys had to push through?
1: Um, For me, I would say a couple. I could think of a couple. <laughs> um, <laughs> first, I think for me, like getting... I have a a fear now of like just getting stuck in spots Mm. or, um, you know, going down a muddy road and not, not having um, people to help us or, um, you know, getting into some of those spots that we absolutely love sometimes is a little bit, little bit of a risk, but we try to, we definitely minimize that. And, but we've had, you know, we've had those times where, we've either gotten stuck or there's been different scary situations because of weather and things like that. Um, Another one for me is the wind (laughs) when it's super windy, I get very nervous and I have this fear that we're going to tip over. And I know that takes a certain amount of force and it needs to be broadside and all that Mm. stuff. But so some of those like fears um, because you know, we've, we've been in situations that are kind of scary. I didn't exactly (laughs) expect, um, but they are sometimes part of the lifestyle and you have to really know that everything's going to be okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, And for me, it would be like just uh, owning an RV for a year is probably the same as owning a home for like 15 years (laughs) and all the things that go wrong with it. It's like, it can just snowball so fast whether it's just like your propane system's not working and it's 10 degrees outside (laughs) and your tanks are full and you don't know what's going on or your refrigerator stops working in the middle of the night or the generator there's just so many things um that originally I would have been like super nervous and scared to take on but it's like once you see how these things are constructed and built I, I I love the term my cousin used he's like a carpenter that's just like so skilled, it's unbelievable. But he calls these things kind of, I don't, I, this might be something you need to edit out, but he calls it <laughs> kind of Mickey Mousey, you know, like yeah, yeah. Oh. they're not necessarily built to live in full time. So you have to maintain them and it can't be something that you're nervous or afraid of. And, uh, and that way, you've be, learned
1: so much of how to repair things but and it doesn't yeah, it come without its cost of,
2: of, you know, emotional lows at times. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, now what? Um, sure. so those, those things are definitely lows that are part of the lifestyle. But at the end of the day, it's like I would much rather take those lows than the ones that you would get, at least for me in the in the house setting, Mm -hmm. because you just have so much more gratifying opportunities um, in front of you when you're on the road because you're constantly exploring and seeing new places. So it's easy to weigh, you know, weigh those things out, in my opinion, because
0: you just it's it's easier to see the positives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you bring up a lot of good points. I mean, there's that phrase where, you know, money can't buy you happiness, but I'd rather cry in a Porsche, you know? And it's like, I get, it's the same thing here. Like you're going to have toilets that break, but I I'd rather be out in the wilderness when my toilet breaks. Mm -hmm. I do think this is one of the things I've been talking about lately too with people is I think this is a great lifestyle for like a year or two in your twenties because of what you just said. It's such a crash course on things that you'll need to know moving forward in your life you're going to learn how to fix things i mean there are people that literally don't know how to turn off their water right now in their homes while the pipes are bursting i made a little joke like you know you put the camera down you go outside and you don't film your house flooding you turn the water off like that's what you have to do you know um i i I love watching this handyman where he shows people that he gets a call and he goes in and it's just to literally push the gfi switch that's why Mm -hmm. the outlet's not working in the bedroom is because the bathroom tripped and I think this is what this lifestyle would teach a lot of us. Cause I'm not a handyman either in any way, shape or form. I've owned homes. I always relied on calling someone. I'm remodeling my RV. It's gutted. I mean, there's nothing in it. And I'm doing the majority of it and learning so much about kind of my RV. There's nothing wrong. Uh, I didn't know if you said it was your brother or your cousin. There's nothing wrong with what he said. Uh, I met with an RV manufacturer that says, we pump out 1500 of these a day. And I was like, right. you know what? I don't know if that's the message you need to uh-huh. like, don't put that in your marketing. Let us think it takes a little longer to make these than 1,500 in a day or a week or whatever it was. It's too many. Yeah. Um, Let's transition into some of the highs. What have been the, I can't believe this is our life moments. And I know these are hard too, for people to, you know, kind of figure out and remember, because it does, it does kind of feel like everything's a high. The highs used to really stand out so much more. I feel like when I was living bricks and sticks, where now the highs kind of bleed together. And, but you know, if you guys have some it's that I can't believe this is our life.
1: Yeah. I mean, for
2: me right now, <laughs> being able to do this winter ski trip is an absolute dream come true for me. I've been, you know, snowboarding since I was 18 years old. In Missouri, if you could even count that, it's just like on a little <laughs> hill, right? My uh, my brother went to college in Fort Collins and he showed me the mountains for the first time when I was like 20 and I was hooked. <clears throat> so I ever since then, I every year I would do a ski trip. And it'd probably be, you know, about five to six days, maybe three on the mountain. And that's what I would get every year. Well, I've gone like 12 times already in the last, like, you know, three weeks. And it's (laughs) like this, this lifestyle gave that to me, right? The ability to float around and basically chase these powder storms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, it's just been such a high for me, because it's been something I've always like wanted to live out here or have that opportunity to kind of maybe for one winter just be like a little ski bomb, right? Just <laughs> go as much as I could. So this is kind of what it feels like right now. Um and and just yeah, that's one little thing for me. Go ahead. Babe.
1: Um man, there there really there really are a lot, but I think the most, the simplest one for me is, I mean, we do say that a lot, like, can't believe this is our life. Like, oh my gosh, look at this. Like, mm-hmm. um, is like the views that we see from, from our window, from our back, our back door that opens in our toy hauler. Like, it's just, you know, some people pay millions of dollars for views like these. And, you know, although we might have this view for two weeks, we get to move to the next one and see another amazing, you know, just being in nature and looking out every day and seeing um, just the beauty of, of our country is, uh, one of the major highs for me. And that's just an everyday thing.
2: Yeah. Also seeing the, the happiness of the dogs, like living their best life. Cause it was like a neighborhood walk, you know, in the evening during the week. And occasionally on the weekends, we take them disc golfing with us or, you know, out to a little day hike or something, if there was something nearby, but now here, I mean, it just seems like they're (laughs) romping around and playing in these great BLM backyards Yeah, you know, we try to, I would say probably like 75 to 80% of the time we're, we're boondocking and we're going to be somewhere remote where they can be off leash and we can have fun with them and just run around and go down to the lake or go run by the Creek or whatever it is. Um, and it's just, it's fun seeing, you know, them as well and their progression and
0: personalities. It's, it's fun. That's very cool. I, um, (laughs) you said something that like, I actually took a note because I think this is good, is that we, when we get a new home, we have that, I can't believe this is our life moment. This is where we get the live moment, but it mm-hmm. wears off kind of pretty quick unless people come by and they're like, wow, this is such a great house. But mm-hmm. over time, a year or two later, it really does just kind of fade away, you know, but with this lifestyle, I agree that because our, our home is staying the same, but our locations are changing, that moment just keeps happening which i like and i think you know if especially if someone's listening that's not living the lifestyle and you know you you want the the home is what's going to make people see you as being successful or not successful or whatever it is for you you're going to have that high you really are for a moment and then it fades but this one has and i talk about it where you know my highs like the things that really get me excited would been things that would have taken me to the hospital before i would have gotten so excited because like, my old vacations don't even equal my Tuesday anymore. You know what I mean? And that's what's so, really yeah. kind of rough.
2: All the time, we're like, oh, it's just a random Tuesday after work, yeah. and we're on a glacier right now. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. you know? Right, like, right.
0: Know about that. It's, it's
2: funny. Like, you're so right. Yeah. I love the way you put that.
0: Yeah, I want to do something for the magazine where it's like, you know, how RVers vacation because – I don't mm-hmm. want people thinking our life is a vacation. I know I, I've gotten called out for that before too, even when I worked for someone and I was trying to take vacation time. They're like, well, it's like you're on vacation. I'm like, look, people that live in Hawaii are not on vacation. They just live where people go to vacation. But I think mm-hmm. it is fun and I, and I don't know if we as RVers think about that, that we probably still need to take vacations, like where we we get out of the rig, we put the rig somewhere safe for, you know, even just a couple days or a week and literally go take a vacation. I think there's still something powerful in that, even with this lifestyle. And uh, it's just something that I've been talking about and hopefully we'll do a story. Yeah. I want to find RVers. Uh, we've that. talked yeah. about yeah. that
1: too with like, um, just, you know, get in like an Airbnb or something. And, um, well, that's
2: especially because of my height. I'm like, I just need some <laughs> room to stretch out every once in a while. So it's yeah. funny you mentioned that because I could not agree more. And actually, um, what next weekend, right? Not this weekend, but the following Yeah. for the first time, since year one we're gonna basically park the rv for the weekend and and get a little hotel in glenwood springs colorado it's like it feels like like i'm looking forward to it almost like a vacation to to like get away from the rig for a little bit so I, i i uh i agree that's awesome
0: you guys have been very agreeable. I appreciate it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what I do like to end with too, before I let you guys go, and again, everyone that's listening, I will put all this in the show notes so you don't have to write it down. But if people want to find you guys and kind of follow along on your journey, or maybe they have questions, you know, about just, you know, teaching online to transitioning to like, how did you recover to dogs, to all the fun stuff, where can people find you? Uh,
1: we're on Instagram. We're uh, Carpe Diem Campers. And that's pretty much where we like to connect with people and and share kind of our our lives.
0: Love it. Well, I will definitely uh, post that in the show links. And again, Amy, Matt, I really appreciate you guys making time and coming on the show and sharing your story. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. We had a great time.
0: Well, another great episode. I really enjoyed getting to share Amy and Matt's story. Uh, They were very agreeable, (laughs) which is you'll find that out when you run into people that are very like minded and especially in and around a lifestyle. But I do hope that they inspired you that if you are having fears about, you know, do we need to sell our home? What if we lose our job? What if we're too tall for the shower (laughs) or whatever it is? You'll find a way to work around it, and I really do hope it does encourage you. If you want to connect with Amy and Matt or ask questions about full-time RVing, Feel free to hit them up on their Instagram, which is linked in the show notes. Also, just a friendly reminder, if you're enjoying the Rootless Living podcast or the magazine, make sure to let your friends and family know by sharing us on your favorite social media channel. It's really a big help in getting the word out. And if you use the hashtag Rootless Living, we can share it as well. And like always, if you think you know someone that would make a good guest or that guest might even be you, please send us an email at podcast at rootlessliving.com, podcast at rootlessliving.com. And let's see if we can help tell your story. and until next week, stay ruleless.